STEM Prime Research Cast. Good evening. How is everybody doing today? So this is a uh, STEM Prime supplemental tonight, and I'm going to be touching on a Joe Rogan episode. <laughs> and there's a I'm actually going to be in, be doing about six videos tonight. They're all going to be short, uh, not all uh, supplementals. I've got a couple of, um, nope, they're all supplementals, but I'll be releasing them bit by bit, not all at once. I might not even do them all tonight. I don't know. We'll see. But uh, yeah, so um, we just got back from Idaho the other night. And by the time we got back, it was pretty close to, I don't know, one-ish, one in the morning. Daughter was completely out. So got her, you know, carried in from the car, put her to bed. And... Uh, I don't know. I just couldn't sleep. I, it must've been part sunburn. Um, I can still feel it. You know how you just cannot sleep when you have a sunburn? My eyes, I can still feel my eyes are just burning. Uh, at any rate, this is what happened. On our drive home, I was listening to, <laughs> you know, Idaho from Pocatello to Salt Lake City, it's a good four or five hour drive, right? So I had got a got a lot of podcast <laughs> listening time in, and uh, and it was just I don't know when you are so involved in in a project, right? You have this <laughs> tendency to see everything through that particular, you know, uh, pair of, um, pair of glasses. And I was looking, let's see at the word. I wanted to sound fancy and use, uh, testicles. <laughs> oh my gosh. What is that freaking word? Opticals, optical, optical workers, optical clickers. Click the optical holes. Oh. Wow. Benjamin Franklin's spectacles. Now it doesn't even sound right. God. Okay. What was I talking about now? Good hell. <laughs> oh, right rose-colored glasses or whatever colored glasses okay so everything I look at and hear and see and read has a very um, stem drive stem epiconomy color to it so I, I see things through through that <laughs> unique um, set of shades but that aside, I still felt like 
there was just uh, you know a couple of really solid hard hitting episodes where the topic just felt like it just lined up just totally lined up with the entire stem theory project okay so um i'm going to be going over joe rogan's um interview with john stewart god one of my favorite comedians ever not just comedians but you know and he probably wouldn't call himself this but he's a philosopher i mean he really is he's a he's a philosopher a funny philosopher he's comedic and he is just he's sharp but he draws conclusions and makes analyses and compares situations and people and things in such a profoundly beautiful and just intelligent way i john stewart has got to be one of my top five he's got to be my favorite he's got to be my top favorite um person in that unique corner you know he's he's up there with with um oh dear god uh bill bill hicks so i don't know but i get that he got he got tired he he wore himself out on the uh on the mission and and shit was not going <laughs> he didn't feel like things were making any difference and I, I i totally sympathize with that i would be probably way more frustrated than he he was i probably would have not taken you know that sort of deviation from uh social deviation from what i thought i was you know trying to impart to the people anyway Okay, so I wanted to touch on a couple of points, and it, it was so crazy watching this because I felt like the conversation between Joe Rogan and, and John Stewart was so <laughs> it almost felt like they made it just for me, like for real. It was just so exactly what I needed to kind of hear them saying and wanted to hear, you know, reverberate back to me from society especially what John Stewart said. It was just just so in line with STEM theory. He didn't know it. He has no clue what STEM theory is, probably. But everything they were talking about was just like, that's STEM theory, that's STEM theory, that's STEM, what the fuck, that's STEM theory. And I was just like, ah, this is so fucking cool to hear them saying shit like this. Now, granted, he says stuff like this a lot, but exactly what he said was not something I had heard him specifically address previously. What badass words came from old John Stewart's mouth. Uh, and I've got quotes around this, so I'm hoping it's an actual quote. <laughs> but, um, okay. Uh, they were talking about just how insane everything is. You know, they were talking about politics and the... Uh, man, what subject led them into this particular topic? I think, at any rate, that, that, that's aside from the matter because um, 
in this particular instance, context isn't everything here. What he said was just so awesome to hear somebody say that. And I'll explain why in a second. Okay, he says, quote, we built our whole society economically from the top down. And that is so true. But let's break it down. We built our whole society economically from the top down. They were talking about COVID. <laughs> Doip. So, um, kind of the, I guess their really argument was all, not all of, but some of what I covered in the, uh, in the pandemic episode, I think it was number four, right? Where I outline exactly what the problem is with a uh, currency driven economy. When, when you have something like a pandemic or a massive international issue where you need quick response times and you need, you need resources of resources to flow when they're ready to flow but having that the economic bottleneck in the way and having the um <clears throat> the compounding financial drive that that fires you know it it, it uh I, I don't know agitates ignites it it complicates the situation because people don't want to lose money we are so utterly mentally tied to the concept that a dollar bill is life that to even think, you know, it would be not to even think, it would just be utterly unthinkable to, to, you know, throw away a couple of plane tickets just because it's a pandemic, whatever, you know, it's asinine and it's, dangerous and this what we are dealing with right now is directly directly attributable to the fact that our world runs on a currency driven economy so yes let's read that quote one more time because it, it is brilliant we built our whole society economically from the top down so john stewart is at least aware of the fallacy of doing this of structuring everything we know and care about and rely on that we have built a how a literal not a literal we have built a house of cards And it's not even cards. It's light, shitty paper. It is little pieces of paper with numbers on it. And we have built the foundation for our entire society on a house of paper. <laughs> Does nobody else like 
I mean, if you are not laughing with, you know, because of being utterly stupefied that we are doing this, that we have so completely fixed our social survival and well-being to something that is ethereal, that doesn't even exist, is fucking crazy to me. Just absolutely insane to me. You look at the stock market, you watch the stocks rise and fall, you see how volatile it is and how it just inherently, it has no stability at all. Like, okay, what are the factors that come into play when we were looking at, at stocks, right? Opinions, um, accidents, unnatural natural disasters, um, pandemics, okay? <laughs> Why? Why would you ever build the, the essence of what gives life on top of something so fragile and frail and, and ew, why, why are we doing this? Why in all fuck have we decided to do this? Anyway, moving on before I get too worked up. Let's see the problem of who are the essential workers, right? They go over this. And John Stewart makes a point that um, generally, especially in this situation with the pandemic, we have undervalued the workers and overvalued the investors and investment. Meaning to say, We generally, okay, as a society, we place a higher price, I guess, on the idea of investing, on the idea of making money off of nothing, on the idea of, you know, putting something in the bank and letting it grow kind of a thing. When in actuality, That is almost a, just a cheap kind of side effect of having, having a stock market or a you know, currency, I guess, because there's, there are several ways for an investment to bring return. But yeah, Nick's that last comment, not necessarily a stock market, but any sort of system where you can you know, in, I don't know, inject a certain amount of value and expect with fairly, you know, fairly positive certainty, fairly, or with, I guess, a fair amount of certainty that you will get a certain percentage back just by letting it sit in an account or by letting somebody borrow it or by letting, you know, some portfolio master take in, you know, taking some portion of it and, 
and doing his uh, market magic with it. I mean, what, what system in nature even comes close to something like that? Can you even think of something that does anything like that? Like, maybe the ants that milk aphids? Like, maybe? That's like, kind of... No, not really, but... We, we have built a completely unnatural system that like just does not jive at all with our psychology, our sociology, our uh, our um, evolutionary traits that we have developed over you know millennia for survival. It, it just. <laughs> I don't know. I don't get it. I don't understand it. But it is what it is right now. That's why we need to change this. Um, oh, yeah, sorry. He then continues to uh, make mention of the fact that because we have this sort of skewed perspective of what is valuable, we devalue the hard workers. We devalue the um, the essential workers, right? So he brought the case up or made a point that um, that bus drivers are dropping like flies in New York City because they have to work. They need their paycheck, right? They need to get their paychecks, and and public transportation has to continue. And so the bus drivers are the ones that are getting hit the most. Uh, well, I don't know if they're getting hit the most, but, you know, it's kind of fucked up. And they're making shit. They're the essential services right now, and they're making shit compared to whoever, with his whatever, right? That's not even coming close to putting his life on fine, or her, or they, or it, or whatever. Um, so, yep, so I just, uh, I mean, the entire episode is, is brilliant. It's, it's, um, the Joe Rogan Experience, uh, episode 1498, his interview with Jon Stewart, and, you know, I, I just kind of touched some of the, some of the points that, I guess, resonated with me the most but that being said the entire interview is just the entire interview is just it, it is just so genuine and real and like legitimately they're really analyzing the situation and really breaking it down and they're saying what's what's real what is the problem like we know something is wrong every single one of us i don't care who you are you know deep down somewhere that there is something wrong with this world and <sighs> but i you know, John Stewart is getting close. 
He's getting so close. He is like, dude, he is like hundreds of a millimeter off the mark. He is so fucking close to what the actual problem is. Okay, well, that wraps it up. That is the supplemental for the uh, Joe Rogan Experience um, interview with John Stewart, episode number 1498, 1498. Take care. Everybody be safe out there. It's so crazy. I don't just be so safe. It, it's, it is not worth it's not worth it doing, you know, thinking you can get away with running to the store without a mask for a second or, or whatever you're doing. If you are halfway to the store and you realize you forgot your math, math, <laughs> ah, and you realize you forgot your, oh my gosh, math, <laughs> mask, and you realize you forgot your mask, just turn go pick it up, grab it, and head back out. I mean, wouldn't you rather be 15, 10, 30 minutes late than ending up, you know, half dead in an, in an ER room two weeks from now? So, I think it would. All right, guys, we will see you in the next one I'm going to make right now. <laughs> Bye. Quick uh, interjection here. Um, I wanted to make a note on this. Uh, I just wanted to say that it's obvious to me that, um, you know, watching the conversation and listening to um, what John Stewart was saying, listening to just following his train of thoughts, following his kind of analysis of, of the situations that he recognized, recognized, right, that at a very fundamental level, um, that financial disparity, you know, the, the disparity between the, the gulf between classes, the ever widening gulf between classes, the sit, sickening, like, you know, miles away, miles deep ravine that is just continually widening and deepening um, between, between the separate classes that he realizes, and, and it is evident in, in his voice, how he's talking about it, the, the connections he's making, it is evident that that he understands that financial disparity isn't just bad for the financially oppressed. It's bad for everybody. Even the, the people of privilege, even the people that have been born into money and don't have a care in the world. It is bad for everybody because it is bad for the whole. And John Stewart gets that. Oh, it's so great to hear somebody, somebody else saying something like this. Like, he gets it that we f function as a single, you know, one, a whole, a single living organism. He understands that if you cut off circulation to, you know, 90% of the body, 
you're going to have serious physical issues and he gets it and it god it is so good to hear somebody say you know hear somebody following certain lines of of reason i don't know if he's gonna buy into you know uh stem theory if he ever hears about it hopefully he will hopefully this picks up and things start moving along at a faster pace but you never know anyway it is just so good to hear somebody following such a similar path the only difference is is that he hasn't quite seen just that little bit further yet not that he can't uh, he maybe he has maybe he's just afraid of saying it that's totally a possibility nah no not stewart no He's not afraid of saying shit, dude. That guy will fucking let you know what's up. But, yeah. Little uh, interjection there. That's all I wanted to kind of get off my shoulders really quickly. Love that guy. Freaking love that guy. I remember when the first time I had ever heard of Jon Stewart. I, uh, I must have been coming home or, I don't know. Maybe I was coming upstairs from the downstairs in, in my family's old home. And my little brother was watching him. And I said, who's that? And I was in college at the time. And he goes, John Stewart. And I was actually studying John Stewart Mill. So uh, I immediately, because I, I have always had an affinity for John Stewart Mill. The second I learned about that man and started studying his philosophies. I was like, that guy is fucking awesome. Don't agree with everything, but um, <laughs> I like the way his, his uh, CPU processors. Um, but yeah, so, uh, you know, having that name tied to a good looking, funny guy that's on TV, it's, you know, I just liked him right off the bat. So anyway. All right. Bye.